Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about, still talking about, getting ready for Jesus. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. I thank you that you're here and that you would just speak through me right now. Thank you for your revelation knowledge. Thank you for telling us things to come, for warning us that you are going to be here. We don't know the day or the hour, but we do know that you're telling us that you are coming. As Christ followers, we don't live in the dark. We don't live in the dark, but we know you show us the things that are near and the things that are to come. You promised that. You would remind us of the things you said, and you would tell us things to come. So we love you and praise you and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. So I didn't know that. Um, I forgot that I asked Jesus when he was coming because he makes it seem like tomorrow sometimes, and then the next time it seems like we have a little bit. And I was wondering because he said, it's not his will that one of us should perish. And there's so much work to do. And so I started feeling a little confused. And so I just thought I would ask him. I knew I wouldn't get the day or the hour that he was coming. But I thought I would have some kind of insight. So I woke up yesterday morning and he said, a flood is coming. And I, like I said, I forgot I asked him that question. And I started thinking about, of course, Noah. Noah built that ark for over 100 years. It took him to build that ark. And he was telling people just by how he lived, what he was doing, that he was getting ready for a flood. And they didn't believe him. And so many of us now are telling what Jesus told us, that he's coming and we need to get ready. And still, people are making light of it. Just like in the day of Noah, I can just imagine, you know, those people that think they know everything and go to church every Sunday, walking by him and going, okay, sure, a flood is coming. And, you know, God only found those um, eight righteous people, Noah and his family. And so that tells us that people that think they're ready are not ready. Jesus said, not many who call me Lord. He's talking to Christians, people who think they are Christ followers. And at the end of that, he said, get away from me. I didn't know you. And he's saying, get ready. The word of God tells us to be ready because we don't know the hour of the day. So his message to me was, get ready. You don't get ready for a storm. When the storm is here, you get ready for the storm before it comes. I thought it was interesting that he said, a flood is coming. He didn't say, I'm coming. He said, a flood. And then I started thinking about God's wrath is coming. It's going to be like a mighty storm. Remember Matthew 7, Jesus said that when you build your house on a rock, when the storms come and the winds come, your house isn't going to fall. But if you build your house on the sand, when the storm comes, your house is going to be, is going to fall and great will be the fall of it, Jesus said. We don't know the day or the hour, but because we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, because we know, we know his voice, we know his promptings, we can ask him questions that his time is near. And whether you believe it or not, or whether I'm right or wrong, it doesn't matter. We're to be ready at any time. I keep hearing him say that. Be ready. You know, when you get ready for something, 
like a storm. You get ready before the storm comes. If you're getting ready for your wedding, you get married a whole year before, and we are getting ready. We are to be the bride of Christ. He is coming for his bride without spot or wrinkle. So right there, that tells you we got to get rid of those spots and those wrinkles. We have to stop saying, well, I'm not perfect yet. Jesus said, grow up and be perfect like your father is perfect. In the Amplified Bible, it says to be like him, to be mature. That's what he's talking about. Be mature. I'm coming. Stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about all these futile things that you're thinking about, like we were talking about the other day. He said, start calling those things to be not as though they were. Start taking my work seriously instead of blending into the world and worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. Have your focus always on that and your stuff. And you, we're going to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. And yet we love us with all our heart, all our soul, and all of our mind. You know, a couple of years ago, God said to me, I need you to love others like your family. You know, you love your family the most. You're just about your family, your loved ones. And what did Jesus say? Who is your family? Who is your mother, sister, and brother, but those who do the will of the Father? And so what he was telling me is not to be so focused on me and my family, but to be focused on his family. He's in love with his children. And yes, he wants everyone to be able to be rescued from the storm. God's wrath is a storm, if I didn't say so. He is angry. He was angry in the day of Noah. He said he was sorry that he ever made man. And, you know, we must really be worth it for him to keep starting over. He started over. He took out the righteous ones, and the rest drowned in the storm, in the flood. I can't imagine that was easy for God. I can't imagine that. And the Bible says that he forgot about Noah for five months. It was so hard to do that to his children that he loved. But he said the evil was getting so prevalent, he had to do something, and it's happening again. And he's saying, get ready. I'm about to come. And I don't want my children to perish. I'm in love with them. He's in love with you. And he's doing everything he can to get his word out to you. But you're not listening. You think you're ready. You're prideful like the enemy. You think you know it all and you don't. You're not ready or he would already be here. He said that, right? In um, 2 Peter 3.9, he's long-suffering. He's patiently waiting for us to repent. We're all about ourselves, and we need to be about others. It's not his will that one should perish. And if we love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind, then we're going to care about what he cares about and get ourselves off our mind and stop living like the world, like the heathen. He said they do that. They run in circles trying to figure out what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, and what they're going to wear. But we're supposed to be doing that greater work, casting out demons, laying hands on the sick, right? Telling people about Jesus. And we're not. We're just doing whatever. We're just doing whatever. We're not doing his will. And so he was telling me that today, um, that, you know, it's a forecast. He's telling you a storm is coming and to stop putting him off. You know, he, he told Noah all the things to do. 
He told him what to make the ark out of. He told him measurements. He told him to get the animals on the ark. And we have special instruction too, if we're listening. He has something for you to do. Not just sit around saying, I'm waiting for Jesus. I can't wait till he gets here. I can't take it here anymore. That is not your call. You're to be busy. He said, when you're active, then you're going to be blessed. And people are going to long for what you have. And that is eternal life. We have to actively be doing what he called us to do. You have a part to do. And it's not sitting around trying to figure out where you're going to work, this, that, and the other thing. That isn't even going to matter when he comes. You're going to wish that you forgot about that and then just trusted him. He said that he would take care of you. If you sought his way of doing and being right, Matthew 6.33, then what you needed would be added to you. We're not to be going after and supplying for ourselves. We're to to be doing his work, and then he would add to us what we need. That's what he will do. He loves you that much. He loves you. He loves you, and he wants you to love him enough to care about what he's doing. And he's getting us ready. The storm is coming. The flood is coming. A flood starts moving in. And it's too late to prepare for that flood when it's moving in. So he's saying, prepare now. And that's the word I have for you today. Prepare now. He's asked me to call things to be not as though they were, to call you well. He wants his people well. He wants those his Christ followers to look like Christ followers. And, um, you know, he always says to me, you take care of my stuff and I'll take care of yours. Can you believe it? That's what he said. You know, the verse that says, to whom much is given, much is required. He's giving me so much. And then he started saying, now I need you to do my work. I need you to stop asking me to do your stuff until you care enough to do my stuff. And so I told him, I believe he's a healer. He healed my, um, my leg was broken. I had a shattered kneecap. He, um... He removed a cyst on my ovary, ulcerative colitis. He healed spots in my eyes. Um, I, I can't even, I can't even, oh, hydrocephalus. He healed my son of hydrocephalus, scoliosis. And the list just goes on and on and on. And now he wants me to care about you. And so I feel prompting me to tell you today what he wants to do. So go ahead, Lord, just go ahead and show me what you want me to do. Somebody is blind in their left eye. I thought I was talking about somebody's eye the other day. But anyway, he said he wants to restore your sight. And all you have to do is believe he will. Jesus took stripes for your healing. Um, There was a man, and he had an epileptic boy. And um, he had his little boy had seizures, I should say. And the disciples said, why couldn't we do anything? Because the man brought his son to the disciples. And he said, because of your littleness of faith. And so nothing happened when the disciples tried to cast that demon out of that little boy, which is, I assumed, what they tried to do. And they asked Jesus, why? He said, your littleness of faith. And this kind goes out by fasting and prayer. And there's so many things I could say right now about those couple sentences. But the thing is that he wants you to know is we have littleness of faith because we're so focused on what is, what the doctor would say, what so-and-so said, and we don't know what Jesus would say. 
And so if you don't have heal, uh, um, faith for your eye to be healed, nothing will happen. You've got to get faith. And Romans 10, 17 tells us faith comes by hearing the word. Jesus wants all this stuff to start happening. It should have a long time ago, more than it does, so people can get saved, so they can see the glory of God, so they can see his goodness, so they will believe. He has so much work for us to do. And it's your work is even just to believe by his stripes. He took those stripes so you could be well. He didn't do it for a show or to make the passion out of or for attention. He did it for your healing. He gave his life for you because he loves you. He loves you. He sees that the Father loves you, and, and he was doing all that for the Father. Jesus gave his life for you. He took those stripes. Provision was made for your healing a long time ago. All you have to do is receive it. You don't have to ask. It's already done. It's already a given. It's already yes. Yes. It's his will. Whatever is his will in heaven is his will on the earth. And of course, there's no sickness and disease in heaven, and we're to live in heaven on the earth. So receive that healing. Is there anything else, Lord? Someone is getting ready for a, an appendix surgery to have your appendix removed. You've been diagnosed and you have an appointment and God is saying, if you believe even before that appointment, he will heal you. And he's talking to me about cancer. Someone has cancer and it's lung cancer and it's from smoking, of course. And he, he's telling me to tell you, if you put those cigarettes down, which you still haven't done, and he has a, a, a call for you on the earth. It's not ready for you to go home. He's, it's not your time. He has something for you to do. And when you receive this healing, your faith will be so much greater than it is in this moment. Just believe. Have childlike faith and believe. If you put those cigarettes down, you know the Word of God says faith without action is dead. He's asking you to take the action of putting those cigarettes down and, and believing that he can empower you to do that, that he will heal you of that cancer. And then you will move on in this little time we have left. We don't know the day or the hour to do his work, to tell people what Jesus did for you. That's what happened when he was, when he was here. That's how the word spread. People got healed, and they went and told everybody else. Now, all of a sudden, all these crowds were crowding around Jesus. It's not his will. That one should perish. So if you don't do it for you, just at least do it for him. Do it for your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he's saying to us today. A storm, a flood is about to come. And he's crying. He's weeping. Because many are going to go to hell. Because we won't do our part. We won't take the time to know Jesus and fall in love with him and do his will. Would you do that? Would you just receive that healing today? And I don't know if this is the same as the other day. Maybe you're the same person. Your left elbow is painful and swollen. And he wants to heal that if you would just believe him. Just reach out and believe him. And as I said, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so if you can't receive today, it's because you have a littleness of faith. Go to the Word. Find every healing scripture you can find. I have some online called Healing Scriptures. 
Vision Eternity Ministries. Take those like medicine. The Word says that the Word is medicine, life and health to all who find it. I used to give my healing scriptures, my son healing scriptures three times a day. He was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus. And he had one healing after another, after another, after another. <clears throat> Take the word like medicine. It's your faith. It's your faith. Do his work. Read the word. Jesus is his word. In the beginning was a word and word was God. And God is the word. And so just go to the word. My sheep know my voice. Get on your knees. Listen to him. He sounds like his word. If you never ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20 tells us he's already knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite him in, which means if you will heed his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to dine with you, which means he's going to hang out with you and teach you his way. I would just love it if you would say that prayer with me right now. Jesus, we know that you are knocking on the door of our heart and we're inviting you in right now. We thank you that you'd come and live on the inside of us and teach us your way. Prepare us for heaven. Help us to prepare the way for you, Lord. We love you and praise you. We thank you. Thank you that you are faithful to your word. Help us to obey you. I love you in Jesus' name. I love you, Jesus. He is so good. He's so in love with you. And if you said that prayer today, then I would so much love it if you'd let me know. If you received your healing, I'd be excited to know. If you have any questions, and share this video. Let people know. Let your neighbor know. Love your neighbor enough to tell them, Jesus is coming. There's a flood coming, and we have to get ready, or we're going to be drowned in the storm, in the storm of God's wrath. It's not going to be pretty. You can't get ready at the last minute. You can't change your mind at the last minute. Jesus said that if you're not in agreement with him, he's going to say he didn't know you. It's not about going to church. It's not about what your pastor thinks about you. Don't go look to be getting pet by someone, but get on your knees and be willing to do his work. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.